This is Grow Your Life with Jason Scott Montoya, a podcast with stories and systems to live better and work smarter. Welcome to this episode of Inspirational People. I'm Jason Scott Montoya, and today I get the opportunity to introduce you to and chat with Andy Johnson. Andy, welcome. <laughs> Thanks. Great to be here. Yeah, glad to have you. I'm excited to interview you today. Um, you're the co-founder of a company that I love and I share with others called Harpoon. It's a cloud-based uh, billing tool for freelancers and agencies to plan, forecast, and invoice, giving us small businesses some of the tools that the big ones have had for a while. In 2017, I switched to Harpoon after I recognized how much the tool happened to uh, just the principles and philosophies that you embraced were similar to those that I had written in my book. So I, I, I was aligned with what you were doing. And um, I also highlighted uh, your story and just some of the stuff I hope we get to extract um, in my second book for small business owners that jump, just because of how, how you guys have gone about not just creating a tool, but really a, a focus and a, a set of priorities and process to help people accomplish their objectives, not just manage their financial uh, dealings in the business. So after using it over the years, I've also become an affiliate and, and I'm definitely recommending it to everyone I know. So Andy, tell me about you, your story, Harpoon, how, how, how we got connected and, and we'll, we'll uh, jump into the questions from there. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, first of all, thanks so much for uh, how you've mentioned Harpoon and a lot of your materials. We're, we're real thankful for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we met, like you said, through the product. You're, you're a Harpoon customer, and um, I think it was through just support chat, right? No, I started having really, conversations. Oh, well, or? Ryan initially connected me through Core. Oh, Ryan, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then me and you got, we and you got together through the support chat. That's how we started to get to know each other better. So, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah you always um, had some of the the most intelligent questions, <laughs> I would say, about the product, which we really appreciated. It's yeah. Great feedback that we would get from you. So. Yeah, I would. I think it's safe to say your feedback has contributed to the improvement of Harpoon over the years, for sure. Yeah, well, I, I'm I'm grateful for that and happy to to share it. So, how did you how did you end? Tell me your story. How did you end up being the co-founder of this company, and why does it exist? <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty simple story. I uh, I was a freelancer. This was back in 2008, 2009. And I live in the Columbus area with my wife and two kids. Yeah. And I was looking for, you know, other freelancers in the area that I could collaborate with and just, you know, get support from. And I happened to stumble across the website of someone named Ryan Battles. Yeah. And we ended up having coffee together and just kind of hit it off. He was a, a web developer. I was a designer. So our, our skill set complemented each other. Yeah. And, uh, I think it was within that same week we both ended up getting desks next to each other <laughs> at the local co co-working space. Yeah. So that kind of started a friendship and a working relationship. And, um, you know, we'd spend our lunches together whining and complaining about, uh, finances. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> our, our lack of intelligent data and how we can't really figure out how to stay on top of our finances and other problems. Both would yeah. Yeah, yeah, you've, you've been there. Yeah, yeah, and, um, and it's interesting, you know, I think as freelancers, there's something to connecting with other freelancers and quickly developing the relationship because like I, I, I think about freelancers that are successful are those that anticipate a crisis around every corner. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good way to put it. 
Yep. So yeah, that's funny. So that essentially just morphed into, man, we should build a tool that does this, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, we, we had tried so many different tools. It seemed like from month to month we were switching, you know, jumping from tool to tool. Uh, we had a bunch of spreadsheets that were duct taped together, trying to integrate with different products. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at that point we, we realized, you know what, there's definitely a need here. Uh, there's an empty space in the market that's not being filled. So we, from at that point, <clears throat> started brainstorming what would become Harpoon. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the rest is, is kind of history. Yeah. We've been so, so tell people what is Harpoon, you know, if they've heard about <clears throat> it or not, you know, what, why am I so crazy about it? What's so awesome about Harpoon? <laughs> yeah, well, the way that we describe it, first we say it is a time tracking and billing product because yeah. that seems to be what people can relate to. You know, everybody knows what time tracking is. They know what billing is and everybody needs it. Yeah. But on top of that, we've built sort of this whole layer of goal setting, goal tracking and forecasting. Mm. So the same tool that you use for your time tracking and billing, you also get some intelligent financial data uh, about your business that you really aren't getting anywhere else that we've seen. Okay. Yeah. Um, so really the whole premise of Harpoon is you start with setting a yearly financial goal for your business. Yeah. And then Harpoon gives you the tools to help track, uh, set track and meet that goal throughout the year. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. And that's the huge thing. And, and that's one of the things in, in the book I talk about is figure out how much you want to make. That's like one of the starting the early starting points of freelancing is when you define a number, it's a lot easier and actually ends up being a lot quicker to get there than we realize. And what I love about the Harpoon tool is just how much it helps you track it. Am I on pro am I on track to get there or am I off track? And what needs to and then that allows me to identify what I need to change in order to stay on track or get back on track or stay ahead of the curve, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the unique things about freelancing or the service-based industry. Uh, in general is that that roller coaster of revenue yeah. mm -hmm. I mean you might have uh, projects one month and you get paid for all of them at the same time the next month you know there's sort of this gap where you're not getting any revenue yeah it's one of the things we tried to implement into harpoon is keeping up with that roller coaster and dynamically adjusting your goals from yeah. month to month based on you know how far ahead or behind you were the previous month so yeah yeah that's awesome uh, do you find people that uh, they, they go into Harpoon, like, I'm just, I just need a time tracking or an invoicing system. And then they kind of see these other aspects and they're like, wow, this kind of opened my eyes up. Does that happen? Uh, do you ever get any stories in that regard? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the aha moment. We've yeah. tried different uh, strategies with marketing Harpoon. I think early on, we really focused on what was unique about Harpoon. Yeah. But the problem seemed to be that people, people couldn't relate to it quickly enough. Mm. Uh, so we kind of switched our marketing strategy to starting with, Hey, this is time tracking and billing. Yeah. Everybody's going to need a time tracking and billing tool. Um, try ours. Yeah. And then once they get into the product, because they need that, then they start having the aha moment yeah. uh, when they, when they use the additional features that are in there. Yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's, it's been kind of a journey of how do yeah. we introduce people to the benefits and, and, you know, that's similar to, for me, um, you know, I, I love to help business owners better lead, um, better build a foundation for their company. 
um, bring their team along and then have bulletproof systems. But what I found is like you described, no one's like looking for those things as a business owner, but they're looking for a content marketer. So that's like my way in the door, you know? So um, it's, it's maybe a little sad that it isn't the other way around, but I've just had to adapt and go, you know, that's, that's how the world is. So I'm going to lean into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You sometimes have to be a little creative uh, yeah. to, to get your message across. Yeah. So, so we'll kind of explore um, this a bit more and some of the other questions, but I want to take a, just a step back and kind of go, you know, we're in the middle of this uh, coronavirus crisis. Things have sort of shifted and, and uh, we're in uncertainty and all kinds of stuff. So, you know, what's your thoughts about the situation? How should we be looking at it? How should we respond? Uh, what, what tips and advice do you have for us? Yeah, for sure. I mean, this entire situation, um, definitely mentally overwhelming, <laughs> yeah. heavy, I'm smiling as I say that. I don't know why, but uh, it's, when we smile, we don't know what to do. I think <laughs> right, right, and, and different reasons for different people, right? Whether yeah. it's uh, health conditions, uh, finances, mm -hmm. loneliness, uh, or just playing cabin fever. You know, getting sick of just being at home. We're all yeah trying to figure out how to stay lighthearted and sane while at the same time acknowledging the facts and reality of the situation. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's a business reactions, a personal reaction. Like I know our family, even though thankfully we're fortunate enough to have everything we need, you know, week to week, uh, there's still this mental weight mm -hmm. to deal with. Yeah. And one of the things that seems to help us stay level-headed is just looking for ways to, uh, you know, give and help other people. Yeah. I know that probably sounds cliche, yeah. And, and obvious, but it's really helping us stay uh, hopeful. Yeah. Hopeful yeah. about the situation. Yeah, it gives a bit of significance and meaning to, like, it's not just about the work. It's about, you know, we are all in this together, as cliche as that is as well. Um, but I think the idea of helping others, um, and that's part of, you know, what I'm doing this podcast is to help get other people's voice out there and share stories and systems um, as a way to do exactly what you're describing. And you know, in, in the end of my book for Freelancer's Path of Freelancer, I talk about the last achievement is um, sharing with others what we've mastered, helping others to get the success that we've achieved in our own journey. So I very much, you know, appreciate and, and like that. Um, Absolutely. That's awesome. So when you think of, you know, I, a lot of the content that I like to create and put out on my blog is about, you know, living better and working smarter what does that mean to you and how do you go about it? And does our current context change that or amplify it or diminish it? Uh, yeah, living better, working smarter. Um, you know, it seems like a lot of us are on this ongoing quest, <laughs> if that's your way, how you want to put it, to figure out, you know, what's a healthy work-life balance? Yeah. Uh, how can I put my heart into my job or my career and really enjoy it yet at the same time not allow that work to rob me of uh, the precious time that I need to spend with my family or my mm -hmm. friends or you know even my hobbies um, there have definitely been times in my life when that work-life balance was <laughs> out way out of whack <laughs> you know I was not working smarter I was not <laughs> the Jason technique of working smarter um, back in 2008 2009 I'll tell you a little story if that's okay. yeah yeah go ahead um, that's, I, I'd quit my full-time job 
and I started freelancing. Mm -hmm. And that just happened to be when our country was being hit with a recession. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like we're, it's deja vu here. <laughs> yeah. 2020. Uh, but our kids, they were toddlers. I was, I was desperate to pay the bills. And yeah. for about a year, I took on literally every freelancing project I could possibly get my hands on. Yeah. And red flags started to go up mm. when I realized, you know, just how burnt out I was. I, I no longer enjoyed my work. Mm. I was missing time with my wife, with my kids. It was just way out of balance and I yeah. knew it wasn't sustainable. So I had to figure out, you know, quickly how to fix that or look for a job, which at the time, given the circumstances in the country, was not an easy task. Yeah. You had to go against the wave of, of tension. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So what, what my wife and I did in order to bring back some of that balance, we just spent some time being very deliberate and we did what I call designing the lifestyle that we wanted to live. Mm -hmm. So we didn't worry about where we were at the moment. We really just looked at how do we want to live? Yeah. Uh, we documented every detail of our desired lifestyle. Mm. Almost like what's cost. the perfect day and perfect week look like? Is it kind of the... yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, and then how much would that cost us? Yeah. And then along with that, how much time are we willing to invest each week, uh, each day, each month into making that amount of money? Yeah. So that's kind of like our big number. That was our goal. Yeah. And then I looked at my freelancing business as crappy as that was going. <laughs> and, and I just started to reverse engineer my business. And I built the business around that financial goal that my wife and I had. Yeah. So in other words, you know, I gave myself this many hours a month to make this much money, which really forced me to work smarter. Yeah. Uh, it meant going after a different type of client. It meant different types of projects coming up with improved pricing strategies. Yeah. And I tell you, within a few months, we were on track to hitting that goal. Uh, my stress levels were back down. I was enjoying work again, all without, you know, sacrificing that time with my family that I was, that I was after. Interesting. And so did that, um, was that, did it seem like, it, again, it seems so simple but we just have a hard time as humans figuring that out. So what's the disconnect there? <laughs> yeah, I, I, for me, I didn't see it at the beginning because I think there was anxiety yeah. and pressure. You know, I'm starting out a new business and I'm just running as fast as I possibly can for fear of the unknown. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to get as many projects as I could didn't have time to really think through a plan. Well, how much money do I need? What we spent each week was how much I brought in. Yeah. And I just thought that was the way to do it. <laughs> um, didn't work out that well. Yeah. Obviously. It kind of reminds but, me of, you know, Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. He's got the, the bag of dirt and he's trying to switch it out for the gold. And he right. it. at first it seems like, Oh, everything's fine. And then the whole, the whole temple starts to fall apart. <laughs> right. Great scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's sort of when you talk about, uh, you know, living better and working smarter, I think it's all yeah. about recognizing when we're out of balance. Yeah. And then you got to take that deliberate action to bring that balance back to your life because mm -hmm. you can go for months, you can go for years. And if you go too long without fixing it, you just adapt to it and that becomes your normal life. Mm -hmm. Um, if you can take action when those red flags come up and when things hurt, 
I yeah. think for me, the pain of the situation was a big motivation to figure my way out of it. Yeah, yeah. And I guess what would you say to the people or the the, the forces, you know, that say, well, you know, if you have a business, it has to be, you have to be growing it and it has to be big and you have to do more and more and more. And, and there's that tension. But I, what I'm hearing from you is you can define this business for what you want and you don't have to buy into that, that myth of more, 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 right? So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just two different ways of looking at it. Everyone has their own goals and their own, uh, you know, desires in life. Uh, there's nothing wrong with growing and trying to get as big as you can if that's what you want. Yeah. Um, for me, it, it really hasn't been what I want necessarily. There's always been sort of this threshold of this is enough. Mm -hmm. um, slow growth, deliberate growth. Yeah. Um, over time. Yeah. Yeah. Organic growth over time. Like my wife and I, we were consistently um, updating that goal. So it's not like yeah. the goal that I had in 2008 is the same goal that I mm -hmm. have this year. Yeah. Um, that goal has increased financially, but also some of the things we want to do in our lives with our kids and stuff um, are different now yeah. than they were, you know, 10 years ago or so. Mm -hmm. So I think you can still grow your business. You can still increase your goal using this philosophy. It's yeah. just, I think it's more deliberate and more thoughtful, at least yeah. from my perspective. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Do it this way. So you mentioned earlier about helping other people. And so how are you, you know, what are your thoughts when it comes to helping others live smarter and working better? Um, is that, a, how important is that? And, and how are you going about that? And what are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, it's a great question. It's funny because for the last <laughs> few years, I've been able to work from home, which yeah. I love Yeah, I used to be in an office. So like I said, I started out in a co-working space with, yeah. with Ryan Battles, but I love working at home. But obviously that means I don't get to see a lot of people during the workday like I used to. Yeah. Um, but I really do feel like the work we do at our software company is a small way of yeah. helping others. Um, you know, besides the software itself, which hopefully fulfills a need for, for businesses. Um, I get to write articles, mm -hmm. tutorials that, you know, help business owners. I get on calls with customers, helping them to figure out, you know, how to get better control of their finances. I'm sure similar things that you do with your materials. Yeah. So it might not be face to face, but you know, I believe it still has an impact. Yeah. So just because you might be in a situation where you don't have the ability to physically mm -hmm. interact with a bunch of people, yeah. It doesn't mean that you can't help others live okay. better and work smarter. You just might have to yeah. be a little <laughs> creative. Yeah. Well, it's to interesting it too. Do you, do you ever get any reactions that you as the owner are, are helping them? I have another client who um, he, he has a product that helps uh, people if they have a hot tub and it's not working, it helps them re replace some of the components in it. And people call in and he answers it and helps them fix, you know, if there's a wire and he's, they need rewiring or something. He helps them and they always like surprise it. Wait, you're the owner. Why are you talking to me? <laughs> do you ever get that kind of response or do people know? <laughs> um, I don't think a lot of people know actually yeah. those who do. Um, I don't know what they think. Yeah. But <laughs> it, to me, it's one of the most valuable parts of making Harpoon a success is the founders having, you know, one-on-one -on -one access to support. Yeah. Um, that 
without that, the product wouldn't be close to where it is now. The fact that we're mm -hmm. in there getting feedback directly from customers, getting on calls, seeing their pain points. Yeah. Um, I think something gets missed in the translation if somebody else was doing that for us. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I consider it a privilege. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I talk about or the idea of organic growth, which you mentioned um, in, in my book. And so the thing I love about organic growth, especially if an owner is really in tune with their customers and their, their team and just watching what's happening is we actually get to understand what creates different things and what dynamics unfold and how they affect other things. And I think when we're just trying to grow and we're not paying attention, we, if we are successful, we have no idea what really is causing the success or failure and the organic growth has a way of helping us to actually be a student along the way. I don't know. How do you feel about that or you agree or disagree? No, that's a great way to put it. I, I fully agree. Yeah. I think one of the benefits, um, you know, if you're talking about a founder actually doing support is there's a perspective there. You know, I obviously I have my hands in different parts of, of the company of the business. Yeah. So when I hear support, requests or feedback coming in if it was just um you know if it was somebody else that didn't have sort of that high level perspective of the company there might be opportunities missed mm. um i'm trying to think of a, a good example whether that's a feature yeah i can start to see how um, a certain direction that we're going over here with a feature is conflicting with mm -hmm support requests and feedback that we're getting over here and from our customers yeah. just simple stuff like that yeah um, yeah it's interesting because i agree um a lot of I, i've known entrepreneurs wanting to start a software as a service um, business and part some of their motivations can be so they don't have to deal with people anymore but it sounds like what i'm hearing from you is that's the wrong way or it's a it's a problematic way to go um, and building a software as a service as much as you might want to avoid that dynamic. <laughs> yeah, it probably, again, it probably depends on what your goals are. Yeah. Um, I, I have been involved with software companies that take that approach. Yeah. Typically it's usually a company that has a ton of funding um, and they can afford to throw a lot of stuff at the wall to see what sticks. Okay. And with Harpoon, we're bootstrapped. Yeah. We are deliberately making decisions one month at a time as to what feature can we release that's actually going to fulfill a need mm. that we can prove exists. Yeah. So and it's got to be good or it's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's got to be good. We don't have, you know, unlimited resources to keep trying yeah. things. So yeah, I think being involved and listening to customers mm. helps us, um, you know, deliberately make decisions and take action that hopefully work uh, more than not the first time versus yeah. just trying a bunch of things, uh, using a lot of money and yeah. then picking which things happen to work. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. So, so let's get a little bit more specific. Um, let's talk about stories, stories, they shape us, narratives kind of inform how we see the world. Um, we're creatures who love to consume stories on whether it's Netflix or whatever, movie theaters, or I guess we're not doing that right now, but um, fiction, nonfiction, um, people's real life stories versus fiction. But what, what's a story, a parable, fable experience that's shaped you and, and can those stories help or inspire us during this crisis? 
Okay, I'm glad you, you actually <laughs> sent me this question ahead of time, and I'm glad you did because I could not think of a story off the top of my head. So this isn't necessarily a story per se; yeah. it's more of an experience or an yeah. observation. So yeah. forgive me if I'm breaking the rules no, of the question no, here. But, um, so I mentioned my wife and I; we have two kids. One of the things I love to do with our kids is we race BMX bikes on the weekend, yeah. or okay. at least we used to, and we will yeah. again after we're allowed out of our houses. Okay, cool. Um, Is that something you, you grew up doing? I did. I was. Uh, okay. I grew up as a, a BMXer, and yeah. uh, now our kids are doing it. So okay, cool. Um, yeah, it's cool. But if you've never been to a BMX race, uh, you're going to see a lot of kids that are just you know fully decked out with top of the line bikes, mm. uh, the latest components, the latest parts. They're wearing full factory uniforms. I mean, these kids are yeah. dialed. Uh, and it's awesome for sure, but yeah, I get a kick out of that kid who shows up at the race, you know, with a hand-me-down bike, doesn't have the latest parts, you know, he's wearing blue jeans and a t-shirt and he gets out on the track and just kicks butt. Yeah. Uh, to me, those kids are like the freelancers out on the track. Yeah. Uh, you know, they might not have all the resources and equipment of their competitors, but they're out there making it happen. And I've talked to freelancers over the years who I think they hold themselves back because mm -hmm. they don't feel like they have, you know, maybe the perfect website or the perfect portfolio, or they think they need to build up some big marketing budget before they can find yeah. good clients. And, and it's real, it's just not true. Yeah. Um, you don't have the money for marketing. Well, that's fine just start attending local meetups and networking with people. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't have any meetups in my area. Well, start your own meetups. Yeah. Like, you can be the person <laughs> doing the that. <laughs> Fill the gap. I mean, it's just like that kid in the jeans and t-shirt. You kind of need to be scrappy. You, yeah. you need to make the most of your limited resources. Don't worry about the competition and just run yeah. your own race. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of a corny observation, maybe. No, that's great. Um, well, it's, yeah, it's very, I, the, the, in my book, The Path of Freelance, I, the first thing I talk about is being fully committed to freelancing. And there's a difference between when you face a, a crisis as a freelancer, you can figure out if you're fully committed because you can simply ask, you can ask, see what's going on in your mind. When you hit that crisis, when the bank account's empty and you have no clients, is your reaction to A, go get a job, or B, find your next customer? And that is a very illuminating thing to identify how committed I am. And I think if you're fully committed to something, you will find a solution to the problem. And it might be finding a, using a hand-me-down BMX bike to, because you are fully committed to doing that, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, you find out a lot about yourself, I think, and your commitment level when things get hard. Um, like I said, in that, that during that 2008, 2009 period of my life, just the pain level for me was, was so intense then. Yeah. And like I said, I had that decision to make, do I, do I quit this and go back to a regular job? Which if people decide to do that, that's perfectly yeah. fine. It's, it, you know, it may it's not be for, for you. And I think it's better yeah. to know that earlier than it is later. <laughs> right, right. But, um, I, I do believe that not all the stars are ever going to align for you to run a perfect business. And at some point you just have to make that decision that I'm going to make it work no matter what. And um, if you're putting yourself in that corner, 
you're going to start to do what you need to do to make it to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I said, um, changing your your business structure, your strategy, whatever, but figure it out. And if it's like you, you, you might end up building a whole new business out of it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I, so I love stories, but I also love systems. So whether they're technical or human, you know, we're all a part of and creator of systems. Um, and these ecosystems direct and inform how we think and act in a lot of cases. So tell me what you think about systems. What are they to you? How do you use them? And are they, you know, helpful? <laughs> uh, for sure, they're helpful. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. <clears throat> I'm not really an evangelist for any single system. I know there are a lot of people out there that, you know, create blogs about a single system and mm-hmm. classes about a system. And I think that's awesome. Um, I'm not really one of those people, whether that's a system for organizing your to-do list or a system your team uses to build software. Um, it seems like every few years there's a new system that everyone jumps to. Yeah. Um, and in my years, almost as if it's a, it's a a magic wand or a silver bullet kind of, it's going to fix my problems kind of idea. Is that what you mean by that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you don't jump to that system, there's, you know, people who have jumped to that system seem to look down on the people that are Mm. still using the outdated system. (laughs) It's, yeah, it's uh, humorous. Yeah. And my years as a freelancer, I've been a part of multiple teams that use a variety of systems for their work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're basically all good. I think the important thing is just pick one. Yeah. Uh, because the point is the system, it's going to help you and your team organize and automate the repetitive parts of your life so that you're then freed up to think and focus on the creative side of your life. Yeah. And if you're, if your system is accomplishing that, I think you're good to go. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I could, I could share the system I personally use to get my work done each day. If you want me to go there. Yeah. Yeah. Although tell me a little, tell me a little, tell really us about it. Yeah, I mean, some of the times the best systems are the most simple ones, right? <laughs> yeah, well, this is about, about as simple as they get. I've, I've tried different things in the past. This is what I keep coming back to. Um, yeah. So at Harpoon, we we use a variety of tools. We use Basecamp and Slack for team okay. communication. Um, we've got our customer support software, our issue and bug tracking software. So you kind of have all these multiple sources of activity. Um, anything that I'm responsible for, from any of those sources, they all get put into my own personal task management software. Okay. Um, and I, I happen to use an app called Things. Okay. Um, is it, is it on your years. phone or is it on the computer or both? It's, yeah, both. Okay. And it's synced in both locations. Yeah. So, yeah, each day I look in Things, I see my list of tasks for the day. And they're organized not only by priority, but I try to take into account um, sort of the nature of the task and match it with the time of day that I'm mentally able to best handle the task. Yeah. So for example, mornings seem to be the best time of day for me to handle writing or correspondence, that type of stuff. And then I try to schedule design tasks in the afternoon when I listen to music and I'm more creative. Yeah. And uh, then at the end of each workday, I organize my tasks for the following day and they're waiting for me the next morning. And that is pretty much it. There's no, well, you essentially, you've separated the, the doing from the planning and you plan before you do. And so that way, when you do, you can do it more effectively. That's, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. 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 Have you, have you read the book when by Dan Pink? 
I have not. Okay. No. You should check it out because I think you really enjoy it. But you, you, you're actually leaning into some of the, the natural human cadences that we go through. So um, the mornings we are more focused and um, able to kind of deal with specific detail-oriented tasks. In the afternoon, that's when we hit kind of a, a, an energy trough and we end up being more creative. Um, so you're actually, you're, you're actually following the pattern that he sort of talks about in his book, but the book is about the perfect timing of things. And so when, when to do the things that you want to do, when's the best time to do them. So. <laughs> oh, that's cool. It's yeah. called when. Yeah. W E W H E N by Dan Pink. All right. So I'll look that up. That sounds like a good one. Yeah. I think you'll, you'll enjoy it. Um, so, you know, life can be, you know, challenging, it can be hard, but it can also be great and prosperous. You know, as we journey through this difficult season in life, you know, what's, what words of wisdom do you have for us to, to navigate that? <laughs> oh, the pressure's on. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, these are unique times for sure. I'm, I'm trying to figure life out one day at a time. Uh, I think just like everybody else. Yeah. But if I, if I was to give someone advice, I think I would just encourage them to stay patient mm -hmm. and then stay lighthearted. Okay. Yeah. I, I know that's easier said than done, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> laugh a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Laugh a little bit. You know, sometimes you have to put aside worrying about how long the present circumstances will last. Yeah. And instead, you know, just focus on, on enjoying this day mm -hmm. um, or even this hour. Yeah. And making the best of it one day and one hour at a time. Yeah. And yeah, I, laughing. If you've got someone that makes you laugh, uh, yeah. give them a call a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I think, I think we got to laugh our way through, through some of this, um, as serious as it might be. I, I think the laughs are important. So I definitely agree with you. Yeah. I don't know how helpful that is to people out there, but yeah, uh, well, you know, some people that might, it's working forgotten. for me yeah. so far. <laughs> So is there anything, again next month? Yeah, yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to share that you have you didn't get a chance to do? Um, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I appreciate you having me on. This is a privilege to be uh, to be on your podcast and be interviewed. Yeah. And thanks also again for you know your mentions of Harpoon and your materials. Yeah. Where the whole team is very thankful for that. Yeah. Um, I guess if people want to reach out to me, if they want to find me, the easiest yeah. way is, you know, via my website. So you can okay. go to andyjohnson.design. Okay. And that's, it's just a simple landing page. Um, has some links to the projects I'm involved with. Okay. Is and your uh, LinkedIn and stuff on there as well? Yeah. Um, my email's on there, I believe. Um, some sure. social stuff's on there. Um, okay. Yeah. That should I mean, get you where you need to go. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're active. So, and then, um, you know, what about Harpoon? What's the best place for people to, to learn about that, to check it out? If they want to sign up, but what, what are their options there? Yeah. Thank you. Um, they can go to harpoonapp.com. Okay. And, and that's our marketing site and they can sign up for a free trial, no credit card required, no commitments, give it a spin. Um, we've got some onboarding materials that kind of walk you through the product. Mm -hmm. And if you have any questions or want a, you know, a walkthrough, a personal walkthrough, just give me a holler okay. and I'd be happy to get on a call with anybody and, and, uh, help them out for sure. All right. Well, yeah, that sounds great. Any, anything else, uh, any that you're up to that you want to share? Um, 
yeah, I'll be uh, in the same house tomorrow and the following day and <laughs> for the rest of the week. I wish I had some exciting things going on, but I'm pretty much doing what you're probably doing too. So you don't have a BMX uh, YouTube channel that we can all watch? <laughs> uh, my, check out my Instagram. I okay. post a lot of photos and videos there. It's, right. it's on that andyjohnson.design website. All right. Well, sounds good. Well, thank you so much for, for joining us today, and I appreciate you sharing. Thank you, Jason. It's a privilege to be a part of it. All right. For additional stories and systems to work smarter and live better, visit jasonscottmontoya.com. That's jasonscottmontoya.com. Thank you for joining us on this episode, and we look forward to having you listen in to the next episode of Grow Your Life. Thank you.